This is The Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Thursday, January 25th, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. The Illinois Supreme Court will not review an appellate decision for a Knox County woman charged with murder. This week, the High Court denied a petition for leave to appeal for 51-year-old Marcy Oglesby. She's accused of poisoning the former Maquan police chief with eye drops and other medication and hiding his body in a storage unit. The 4th District Appellate Court reinstated murder charges in the case late last year after they were dismissed in circuit court over speedy trial concerns. Now the High Court says the appellate decision will stand. Oglesby is set to appear in court March 4th. Illinois' Secretary of State is behind an effort to ban certain food additives from products sold in Illinois. Alexei Janulius says things such as red dye number 3 and potassium bromate, found in some candy and junk food, have been linked to poor health. The new Food Safety Act would ban those and three other additives, but Janulius says this would not ban food. It will, however, encourage food manufacturers to update recipes using safer, alternative ingredients that are already widely available. Janulius says he's involved in part because he runs the state's organ tissue donation registry, which needs more healthy organs. The Illinois Manufacturers Association opposes what they call a well-intentioned idea, saying it would set a, quote, dangerous precedent by usurping the role of the FDA. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds and Republican leaders in the legislature are discussing changes to her proposed overhaul of the state's area education agencies. Iowa Public Radio's Grant Gerlach reports some services that were on the chopping block could remain in place. Reynolds had proposed that Iowa's nine AEAs should only provide special education services. After meeting with educators and GOP lawmakers, she now says her plan will allow existing media and education services to continue if schools ask for it and if the Iowa Department of Education approves. Democratic Senate Minority Leader Pam Yoakum of Dubuque says Republicans are hearing concerns about cutting services, but should have taken input before the bill was written. I think that what we're seeing is a reaction from the governor and the Republicans on, gee, maybe we did this wrong, and they did. House Speaker Pat Grassley says more changes are possible, but the central goal is still to give local districts the option to support their local AEA or choose a different provider for special ed services. I'm Grant Gerlach, IPR News. Teaching a gender-neutral version of a world language would not be allowed in high schools under a bill passed out of a subcommittee in the Iowa House. The bill states that teachers would not be allowed to alter the words in a language to make them gender neutral. Opponents say that could prevent teachers from using non-binary pronouns for students who prefer them, even if those terms are accepted by native speakers. The bill's sponsor, Republican Representative Bill Gustoff of Des Moines, says he's not concerned with pronouns, but he doesn't want teachers to change the gendered grammar of languages like Spanish. Gustav says one teacher told him they would be disciplined if they did not teach a gender-neutral version of a language. However, he would not reveal the district where that happened because he said the teacher did not want to be identified. At least 21 states are considering legislation to block foreign companies and individuals from purchasing farmland. That includes Illinois, Iowa, and Missouri. Harvest Public Media's Kate Grumke reports. 
Many of the proposals state lawmakers will consider target countries that are considered foreign adversaries, like China. But Chinese companies own a relatively small amount of U.S. agricultural land, says David Ortega, a food economist at Michigan State University. We're looking at, you know, countries like Luxembourg, Portugal, entities from those countries own significantly more land than entities uh, from China. Canadian individuals and companies are actually the largest foreign agricultural landowners, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Much of that is forest land for timber. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Kate Grumke. Schools would be required to set aside funds to help teachers purchase classroom supplies under a bill advancing in the Iowa Senate. As written, the bill would give each new full-time teacher an account worth $500, and an experienced teacher would get $200. But the money would come out of existing school funding. The proposal would move an estimated $8 million toward the accounts statewide. In today's feature, Adults, you'll be happy to know that kids are still reading, and they're reading a lot. Illinois Public Radio's Peter Medlin talked with school librarian Nicole Folkman about the Reader's Choice Award winners from the Association of Illinois School Library Educators, the books Illinois students love the most in 2023. So K-2 is the Monarch Award, and I saw that that winner was Are You a Cheeseburger by Monica Arnaldo. Can you talk a little bit about that book? Oh, it's an absolutely adorable little book. A raccoon finds um, something in an alleyway. He's been looking for food and doesn't know that it's a seed, has no idea what it is, but knows that they love cheeseburgers and was like, are you a cheeseburger? And they're like, I think I'm supposed to be planted. And so raccoon plants the seed and They wonder together and wish together, what are you going to turn into? What are you going to be? Are you going to be a cheeseburger? It's a lot of fun and very funny. The young kids, of course, always really love funny books, especially. So I was going to say, a cute raccoon and is about cheeseburgers. Like in the words of Stan Lee, enough said, enough said. You're like, how else do I need to sell it on you? (laughs) Mm And I saw that and just to give people an idea also of how the voting works, too. I saw that over 66,000 Illinois students voted for the Monarch Award across more than 300 different schools. Absolutely. Yes. So what's great about the Monarch is that because picture books are meant to be shared, the librarians and classroom teachers are the ones experiencing this with them. And so they do get a lot of readership and a lot of participation because it can be very guided by the adults in their lives. As they get older, they're doing it a little more on their own. So we sometimes have fewer votes, but I will tell you, teenagers and middle school kids are reading. Next up, we've got the Blue Stem Award, and this Mm -hmm. is third through fifth, correct? Yes. Can you tell us about the winner there? The winner for the Blue Stem was Twins. Um, And it is a graphic novel that the students absolutely just loved. It is about twins who've always done everything together. And now suddenly they're in middle school. And one twin's not sure that she really wants to spend all of her time with her twin anymore. They haven't talked about it before. Just suddenly they're in different classes. And they've both decided now to run for student council president. And they are running against each other. Drama, political (laughs) intrigue. So that one is uh, written by Varian Johnson, drawn by Shannon Wright. Well, and kind of a perfect segue into the conversation about the Rebecca Caudill Award, which is fourth through eighth. And that winner is 
also a comic book, also a graphic novel, but is a graphic memoir. Yes. Um, so it's called When Stars Are Scattered, and it was written by Victoria Jameson um, and Omar Mohammed, whose story it is. Um, and it is the story of two brothers who are refugees um, and looking out for each other and are orphaned, at least to their knowledge at this point. Um, and they are finding hope and help in a refugee camp and trying to find their way and survive. So that was very, very popular. The students loved it. We don't always see the nonfiction doing terribly well once we get to middle school and up. Like they like it, but it's not usually what they select as their favorite. So I was a little bit surprised, but very pleasantly surprised. And then we'll finish off with The Lincoln, which is again, the, the teen readers award. And this one, I was not super surprised by, by the winner here. Can you tell us about it a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, so the winner was The Loop. It's the first book of a series. Uh, it's by Ben Oliver. And it is science fiction and suspense and dystopian. So Sci-fi, teen dystopia. Mood. Can we talk a little bit about 2024, what has stood out to you about the ones that students will be voting on soon? I have a very, very small school. So my sample sizes for classes are literally like 12 kids. But once one book takes off with the right kid, and they go, oh my gosh, this was great. You should read it. It takes off. I know that one of the ones that's been very popular for my my middle school, my Rebecca Caudle, is the graphic novel City of Dragons, The Awakening Storm. It's action-packed. It's very exciting. It's fantasy and dragons. Dragons are huge for every age group right now. That was school librarian Nicole Folkman talking about the Reader's Choice Award winners from the Association of Illinois School Library Educators. She spoke with Illinois Public Radio's Peter Medlin. In our weather for today, we have a dense fog advisory in our listening area that is in effect until 6 this evening. We should expect a mix of drizzle and rain throughout the day. I should be in the upper 30s with northeast winds around 5 miles an hour. For tonight, rain mainly before midnight and patchy fog. The low temperature should be in the mid-30s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.